Whenever given the opportunity to open up an episode, I simply love to share a lesson so that we could even take something away, even in the couple minutes before we actually start the show. And today, I just want to talk to you a little bit about lean methodology, which is meant to make processes and operations more efficient, less wasteful. And one of the principles is a push system versus a pull system. It is so much nicer to be asked and pulled into a conversation or a project that we can add value versus pushing ourselves in. And while pushing and selling and driving can get you results, it is painful sometimes. The rejection can hurt and it just takes so much energy. But think about it. If we can start from a place of just sharing what we're passionate and so good about, building trusting relationships with the people around us, showing how our experience can solve a particular pain point, and only then be asked, what can you do for me? And how can you help me? And then we can be in service. So I had the distinct pleasure of having a conversation with the amazing Diane Pride and Paul Dameron from Step Up Learning Company. I have the good fortune of getting to know them because they are in service to their clients but it starts with a conversation and building trust that aligns so much with the Drop-In CEO brand. I can't wait for you to get to know these two amazing individuals as well as how they are in service to others. You won't want to miss this amazing episode. Please stick with us even after this brief introduction. For me, finding the niche is about understanding and evaluating where our passion is as a company and where our skills lie. What gets us out of bed in the morning? And I look at it sometimes as if we were to do this in our spare time, would we still love working with our clients and supporting them? And the answer is absolutely yes. You know, Diane, myself, and Shireen, this this is our passion. This is what we've been doing for the last 17 years. And when I talked about focus earlier, we want to focus on our clients to build their trust in us first and foremost. We want to take the time to get to learn our customers and what drives them in their business and not just what's important to us as a company. And I also believe that we want our customers to have what I call the or consider the full experience and not just service. So really, to me, that starts with building the trust between the parties, getting to know them, understanding their business understand the experience that they have and how that's going to have an impact on how they perceive our business and our brand. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am so thrilled that you've joined us for another episode of the podcast where I bring on amazing leaders and they share their insights and inspiration for you. And if you find this episode in your favor and you really enjoy it, please, please subscribe, rate, and review, share with others so we can continue to bring you amazing programming. And this episode is sponsored by Illumination Partners. We help C-suite leaders take control of their careers. And now it is my honor to bring to the mic my fantastic guests. So we have two guests this week, Diane Pride and Paul Demarin. 
Diane has worked in leadership positions in the management and systems and product certification field for over 25 years, and she is now the president and CEO and partner of Step Up Learning. Her experience, national and multinational level positions in marketing and sales, operations, and executive leadership for several global management systems and product certification companies has served many over the years. And during this time, she has successfully identified, trained, and mentored and led management dreams to improve performance and achieve outstanding results. And what is so important about her backstory is that what she does is she inspires confidence and creates loyal and productive teams. So next, Paul. Paul DeMarin is partner and chief commercial officer also at Step Up Learning Company and has worked as a senior executive in the certification space for 17 years and has over 35 years experience in numerous areas such as hospitality service and retail agri-food sectors. He is skilled in sales, marketing, certification, operations, and software applications, and has an MBA from McGill University. And he's worked across so many sectors, but what I find so interesting about his work is that he has, throughout his career, built a reputation as a professional undeterred by obstacles and committed to success. It is my pleasure to introduce you both to the show, Diane and Paul. It is my pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deb. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So this, I am so excited. Paul and I have known each other for some time. Diane, I am grateful to now meet you. And I've heard so much about the company, but I just turn a little bit to my listeners right now. The reason why their company is so important, the work that they do, Step Up Learning Academy, is There is such a need in the industry to expand building individual and company capability, as well as elevating people to be able to serve their own companies. And I find that this niche that they are in that helps with quality, safety, operational excellence, building that capability so that we all can lift organizations. I think this work is so, so important for us to listen to the conversation. So I'm going to kick it off here, but I would love to know the backstory here. How did you guys come together in the beginning and form this entity? So I'd love to know more. Okay. Well, let me kick off. I mean, Paul and I have worked together for about 17 years now. And we met, if I take you right back, as he was working for a competitor. And he was starting to irritate me because he was starting to win business away from the company I worked in. And so I said to my director of sales at the time, I said, could you please find out who this Paul DeMarin is and hire him? So that's what happened. (laughs) So we did. We met and we brought him on board and we've had a great relationship, a working relationship for the past 17 years. So we've worked together through two organizations, two global certification bodies, and just developed a relationship of trust and respect. And Paul keeps me on my toes every single day. He is completely driven by what he does, and he makes sure that I'm uh, keeping up with his pace. So that's always been a great relationship. It got to the point where I had worked for over 25 years in executive leadership, and I decided that it was time for me to probably take a break and retire. And I did. And I lasted a year, and I found myself pacing the floor, and my husband told me it was about time I found something to do. So at that time, we have another partner, her name is Shireen, and Shireen and I got together initially to talk about what could we do together. And we both have the background in certification bodies and management systems. So obviously, it was going to be related to that. 
Paul at the time had left the organization we all worked together in and gone on to another company. But it was always in our intention that one day the three of us would get together and form an organization. So we made a decision right at the beginning that we would not become a certification body, that we would go on the side of consulting and advisory and training so that we could really help organizations to improve. And so that's been our business model. And we're delighted. Shereen and I started it a year ago and basically spent that year developing our resources, getting ready to really hit the market strong. And Paul joined us in January. So we're delighted to have Paul on board. The three of us have worked together so long that there, there was no introduction. It was like, let's go. It has been really incredible journey so far. 17 years together, it's hard to believe. But I remember when I first started in the certification space, and this was even before I knew you, Diane, I was really extremely new in the industry. And my understanding of the vastness of the industry was really small. I mean, I even remember at one time during one of my first calls with a client asking them what OEM meant when they were talking to me. <laughs> and, you know, at that point, our industry is filled with, you know, many acronyms, but OEM was one of them. But, you know, really my passion and my goal was to hit the ground running, learn the business, try and soak up as much knowledge as I could from, you know, experts like Diane and many of the clients I've had the privilege of working with over the years. Diane has really been a mentor to me. You know, I learned so much from Diane as well. And as she mentioned, when we got together, we wanted to launch our own business that, quite frankly, I've said this before, is going to change the game. You know, the industry is changing very quickly on a daily basis. And we think it's about time that the professional services industry does the same. We'll probably speak about this a little bit later as well, Deb, but, you know, really here, our primary focus is not just servicing the needs of our customers and the almighty dollar, but also taking it a little bit further on focus. And, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But yeah, it's been quite a ride so far. I can't wait to hear more. This is such an amazing story. But, you know, Diane, through some of what you shared, what I really like, and this is where our listeners need to tune into the undertones of these stories is the fact that you went from, who is this guy? And we can start profiling and saying, oh my, and make some assumptions about who they are to taking an interest and in getting to know the person for which now you've cultivated a relationship that is now serving others. So lesson learned, never judge, <laughs> you know, seek to understand, learn who those people are out there. Even those that are naysayers or against the grain, they may have something and you may find that there is a match here. And Paul, oh my, about the mentorship element. Again, <laughs> I'm a mentor as well. And, you know, you can only hope and wish that the people that are in your care go off and do something productive and that with confidence, but you never know. It's also an investment. You never know when the mentor and the mentee come together and join forces to create an entity as yours. So amazing stories here. But I look at your business model and I see, again, so many amazing services. I'm looking at your menu. It's like, oh, oh, I could help. Oh, I wish I had somebody like that. But I would really love to know a little more specifically about your organization and the niche that it fills or what differentiates you from the rest. I actually, I really love this question, Deb, because to me, filling the niche, it's not about anything specific, really, that we offer or don't offer as a part of our solution set. For me, finding the niche is about, and it always has been about understanding and evaluating where our passion is as a company and where our skills lie, what gets us out of bed in the morning. And I look at it sometimes as if we were to do this in our spare time, would we still love working with our clients and supporting them? And, and the answer is absolutely yes. You know, Diane, myself and Shireen, this, this is our passion. This is what we've been doing for the last 17 years. 
And when I talked about focus earlier, we want to focus on our clients to build their trust in us first and foremost. We want to take the time to get to learn our customers and what drives them in their business and not just what's important to us as a company. And I also believe that that we want our customers to, I guess, have what I call the or consider the full experience and not just a service. So really, to me, that starts with building the trust between the parties, getting to know them, understanding their business, understand the experience that they have and how that's going to have an impact on how they perceive our business and our brand. And I think that at every single touch point that we have with our clients or, or conversely that they have with us, that it's an opportunity for us to both be better, to learn, to engage, to build a stronger foundation for the business and the partnership. And we really want to be transparent with our clients and first and foremost, make it easy to do business with us. I think a lot of companies out there today fail because they make it very difficult for their customers to do business. And as you mentioned in the beginning, you know, I have 35 years experience now in the food and hospitality space. And Every client that we have is unique. They want to be treated professionally. In most cases, they have their own little nuances and differences. But in my opinion, and I think Diane agrees here, is that the real difference between us is that, you know, there is a difference between service and focus. And we're going to demonstrate that to our clients by focusing on them and not just servicing them, anticipating their needs and not just providing information. And that our clients are not just a number at Step Up. You know, I, I don't know, Diane, if you have anything to add to that, but, you know, I love that question because it can have two different angles. It can be from yourself personally, what your niche to the market is, as well as what you as a company can bring. I totally agree. I think our number one priority is our clients, really listening to what it is that they need, what keeps them up at night, what do they need to do to hit their objectives and improve, and how can we make them you know, improve their performance. And I think if you really listen and match up the client's needs with our expertise, our consulting advisors and our instructors, then truly the outcome at the end of the day is very positive. And there's nothing better to us than to receive a customer referral who really speaks so highly about not just the three of us, because we're just kind of a puppet masters, but our team of consultants and advisors and if we take the time and effort to do a good match with our clients, we're always going to get positive results and great feedback. So thank you again. As you can see, I'm smiling tremendously from what Paul has said, as well as yourself, Diane, because I'm already seeing a client that I currently serve. And yes, they may call you at a moment of panic. I need you to do X for which then it could be a transaction. But when I went in to understand and similar work to what you offer your clients, I was asked to be able to assess their current quality management system and prepare them, advise them and get them through the process to achieve that certification. And there's nothing worse <laughs> than seeing your client deer in the headlight to then through guiding them through the process and building that trust, not only getting them through what they think is the problem, but then seeking the opportunity. How can we mitigate risk in your business? What can we do to not only serve what your needs now, but set a pathway for growth? That's where the trust comes, being in this for the long game. And at the end of the day, when they say, Deb, we couldn't have done this without you, you know that it was the right match, that we did the work, we built the relationship, and we served them 
first, but not in the way of a transaction, building that trust in the relationship. So I'm so aligned with the how you guys work. And it definitely is a differentiator for many people in the same area. So the thing is that we can talk all around this on what we do and how we serve, but ultimately the end of the day, it's the result. It's what the impact is on the customer and what they're saying. And I would just love to know a little bit about what has your work resulted and what's been the impact on some of your customers to just paint a picture for the audience here. I think primarily our main objective with our clients is to help them improve their performance. And that could be meeting a regulatory requirement. You know, when we work with our food safety clients, our food clients, the regulations and legislation are massive, as you can well imagine. Also, you know, if you're you're supporting an organization in aerospace or automotive, you know, there's there's so many regulations, and sometimes it's really confusing to the clients to say, okay, I want to export to the U.S. or I want to import into Canada. But what regulations do I have to meet? And please help me understand this massive amount of information. Paul mentioned before about we are an industry of acronyms. I think one of our best things would be to do a dictionary of acronyms in the business just to help our clients. And also process improvements. I mean, they may be struggling to meet their company objectives. They're having a problem financially or with their supply chain. Especially right now, supply chain is one of the primary risks to our clients. And so helping us understand what it is that they're struggling with and helping them improve their processes to overcome that. And that to us is so rewarding. And in addition to that, to really educate the staff internally, there's two types of consultants, those that come in and say, just move aside, I'll do it all, call in the certification body, you'll be fine. And then our approach is more, we'll help you learn. And so that you'll get better and stronger. And so when we leave, you'll be able to carry on and you call us for the next project because they always do. So when they see real value out of the relationship, it makes it pretty easy. We don't have to go and sell too hard because they have ownership of it and they really can take what we've taught them and really continue that improvement journey because that's what it's all about is meeting your customers' expectations and continuously improving. And if you could sum up any management system whether it be food safety or aerospace or automotive or quality, it's all about those two things. So if we can help them get there, then we've done our job well. I mean, you're singing to my soul here and I have so many (laughs) stories here, but I mean, I feel and seen exactly that. Again, partner with them so they can own it and achieve the result. I mean, Diane, that was eloquent. Paul, do you have anything to add to that? I do. I mean, you know, Diane and I have always had the same philosophy, teach our customers how to fish so that they can feed themselves for a lifetime. I mean, it's so true on so many levels. And Diane, you said it beautifully as always, but because our work is heavily focused on quality, food safety, sustainability, risk mitigation, traceability, it's almost impossible for me to think or at least hope that we do not have a positive impact on our customers and more broadly, the environment. And You know, the way I look at it is if you think about it from an impact perspective, we conduct audits of companies that positively impact the consumer. We train companies to be more knowledgeable about a number of things which impact their business. We work with companies and consult or advise them in areas of sustainability that has a direct impact on waste reduction or it impacts the planet. 
And we work with companies on traceability that offers a direct impact on consumer health and safety. So when you ask us, how does our work impact our work through that of our partnerships that we have with our advisors and our consultants and our auditors is just that, you know, every day we want to wake up and basically do our work and do our job and work with our companies and our clients so that they know that we do have a positive impact on their business. And so when the phone rings twice and the phone rings a third time and it's, hey, how you doing? You know that you have left an impact because even if you don't have that service or what have you, they can at least trust you and say, I know somebody who can help you. And again, that's what it's all about, the relationships we build. So I know and appreciate what you did. I've been asked to do the same things. And there are so many companies out there that I am sure could use your services. But I would love to maybe now put this in the context of whoever is listening to this interview later on. What would you say to that leader who believes they need services? They're looking around the room and they say, oh my, I need somebody, but hasn't yet made the commitment to move forward on that awareness. What would you say to them? I mean, do you have any thoughts around that? Because I want people to stop waiting until it's too late and they're in a crisis. What should we be saying to those leaders now? Well, I have several perspectives on this, to be honest with you. I think I would want that leader to know that we understand some of the challenges that they're facing today. I mean, Diane talked about it earlier, but they're continually faced with things like consumer demands and customer expectations, regulatory requirements. There's intense competitive pressures that are out there now. There's the need for governments and digital transformation, risk management, brand differentiation. We understand that pain and we want to be able to manage that risk for them. The second thing I think is pretty powerful, and a lot of times people forget this, is that two heads are better than one and four are better than two and so on. And at Step Up, we can help you. You know, Diane touched on it. We're not going to force you or pressure you into doing business with us. We're here. We're people helping people. And it's quite simple. We're here to assist you in your risk challenges in whichever form that may take. I guess the other thing and the last thing here is that we have a team of over 50 consultants and advisors that are skilled in many disciplines like food safety and quality, environmental information security, even things like dietary supplements, health and safety and OTC. And we can serve them anywhere in the world now, thanks to uh, technology. So there's a few things I would want them to know. And whether it's here in Canada or in US, Latin America. And global, we have a network of people who are very fortunate. The three partners have worked in this industry a long time. And collectively, we have a very large network. So we can count on partners who are in Europe, in Asia, as I said, all throughout Latin America to support our clients. So sometimes, you know, they have a primary supplier who's over in Spain or the UK And they need us to go and have a look at them. So we have a network of people who can service not just here in North America, but also globally. So that's a really big asset for us. We're very fortunate. What I love about what you're talking about is, again, just trying to service the people because I was actually recently quoting work for a client. And in the end, they decided not to go with me. And there were good reasons. You can't get everyone, but it did start out with building a great relationship. And then I remember them saying something, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to build a marketing strategy. I'm doing marketing, but I don't know if I'm doing it right. And immediately I thought of, well, how can I serve this person? And I had somebody in my network. So even if I didn't get the transaction, I'm continuing the 
the relationship. I found somebody in my network, connected them, and we'll see where it goes from there. Because again, it's really about building that trust and being memorable. So when that leader is ready to pull the trigger and say, okay, I don't want to have risk in my business. I think I need to start a conversation now with people such as yourself, Diane and Paul. So again, if you're out there, please don't wait before there's a crisis. Leverage this network, build out your network, start a relationship and have them in your back pocket. So amazing stories. I'm so grateful. Now let's just like roll up our sleeves a little bit here. We've talked about your company and the impact it's had on people, but now let's talk about the people behind the scenes. So you've been working to, you've known each other for a while, but now you are all three. We have two of the three of you on today working together. So marriages are not always made in heaven. (laughs) You know, you have to work through it. I would love a little bit about how does this all work? Again, you're strong people. You have your ideas, you have your strengths, you have your opportunities. How have you made this work? We all have different strengths. And myself, as I say, I've been in executive leadership for a long time. So I think my strength is running the business, the financial responsibility of it, the legal aspect of it, all the boring stuff that has to be done. And I'm very good at looking at things from an overall perspective. Paul's strength is marketing and sales and business development. He is the best I've ever worked with. And I tell him that all the time. And Shireen, her strength is operations. So she runs the operations like clockwork. So she will resource our team. She will match up the requirements of the client with one of our advisors. And then she does all the scheduling and makes sure that things run like clockwork. So we're not really competing with each other on what we do. However, we have some healthy discussions, don't we, Paul? Paul and I can get into it now and again, but it's always good. And the outcome is always better because when you put three heads together like that, as long as we're listening to each other and making the right decision, and I think that's what we are really good at. So we're moving the company along in leaps and bounds and make, you know, there's always opportunities. Paul likes to bring me 10 opportunities in a week and really kind of sorting through it and saying, okay, They're all great, but how about we focus in this area and we start here. And then the others, let's put them aside for now and get to them later. So let's focus and be good at what we do instead of spreading ourselves too thin. And The long-term relationship and the trust we have with each other goes a long way. So we manage to move quickly. Yeah, and we're very nimble. We're three people with a very large team behind us, but it allows us to be nimble. And I think Coming from a very large global organization where, you know, key decisions went through four or five layers, we don't have that. We can move quickly. We can, you know, respond to industry needs quickly. We can change direction quickly. And as I say, with the three voices at the table so far, we've made good decisions. Yeah. And we're going to continue to, Diane. I mean, you know, it's funny because what you said is exactly what I was thinking. So tell me that we're not in sync with each other. It's it's crazy, scary sometimes. But Diane, and thank you for those comments, Diane. I mean, you know, she's really been my mentor as well over the years. And I've, you know, called that fact out many, many times. But sometimes once in a while, a true friend and colleague and mentor comes along and Diane has been that for me. And because of that, it's really, it's a match made in heaven for many reasons. But 
like Diane kind of touched on there as well, we have had many disagreements over the years and even little fights here and there. But, you know, to me, the single greatest thing that Diane and I were ever able to do was that no matter how we saw a certain situation or what each other was thinking or how strong-willed we were, we always respected each other's position and listen to each other. And at the end of the day, we did what we felt was right for the client and not necessarily for us or the business. It was what was the right decision for the customer. So to Diane's point, if we have five opportunities on the table and we feel that we can successfully deliver two of them, then that's what we're going to do, even if it means that we don't work with this client at this point in time. But at the end of the day, it's about making sure we're doing the right thing for the customer at the right time with the right people in the right location. And, you know, if you kind of package that all up into a nice bow, I mean, that's really who we are as a company. So thank you for all of that. But now you truly have me curious. So again, this is my opportunity to build a relationship with you and get to know you. So I'm going to ask you something that maybe I haven't thought of before, but I want to know where are you guys going to be when I bring you back on the show in a year or two from now? What's in the future? Where do you hope to be or to your customers or clients in a year or two from now when I bring you back on? I would like to be on the call list for some of the larger organizations, food-related or manufacturing organizations. I'd like to be on their speed dial list that they call us if they need support. And I think in terms of growth for the organization, it really is very difficult for us to put even a percentage on that. Because we're small at the moment, we're, we've grown incredibly well over the last year. We've just started a new fiscal year. Our fiscal year starts March 1st, and it looks really amazing. We're securing large contracts. We're delighting our clients. And I'd like to say that that will continue and that we're, our name is known. Emron, as I said, the speed dial list of many of the top organizations in North America. I think we would consider ourselves successful at that point. For me, it's not so much about the financial part. We talked about that earlier, Deb. To me, it's about the trust, and it always has been. It's taking it to that extra level with the customer. And if you ask me where I want to be a year from now, it's exactly in this same spot with the same mindset and the same drive and passion that we have today to deliver that to the market. That's where I want us to be. And like Diane said, we already know many of the global names in the industry and we have their trust to help them manage their business. Then, yeah, I'm going to be very, very happy as well. Perfect. <laughs> so it's a good thing we're recording this because I am going to put a note on my calendar, March 2023. And we're going to bring you back on and we're going to maybe even have a customer on with you as well. So we can understand the impact that you are having on the industry. So amazing, amazing interview, amazing thoughts and so grateful. But I would love for you as we're bringing this to a close, you know, any actionable tips or messages for anybody that's listening out there to leave this conversation with. I think that it's important, Deb, for your listeners, because you work a lot in our space as well. But you know, the way we look at it is that in business, you're either managing risk or you're creating risk. So we're there to help you manage that risk in your business, whatever form that might take. And from my perspective, and on behalf of Step Up as well, we want to thank you, Deb, for all the great things you're doing and giving us the opportunity to uh, be here today as well. So thank you. My pleasure. And I think I have just the, for people who are in leadership is make sure you're passionate about what you're doing, because if you're passionate about it, 
you'll be successful. If you're doing it as a job or to earn a living, chances are you're not going to make it. And it's risky when you set up your own company and it's, just, you know, you're starting from scratch and, you know, you leave a big fat corporate salary to jump into the pond. But if you are passionate about what you do and you have the right partners and the trust for those partners, you will be successful. Oh, Diane, I so appreciate those words. I speak about that so much in my social and email media and to people that come into my care that I have learned, yes, salary, money is good, but it doesn't fulfill all your needs, passions, or serve your values, all of which have to be somewhat in balance or at least two out of three. So Diane, Paul, I mean, this has been an amazing conversation. All of your contact information will be in the show notes for our listeners to enjoy this. But I sincerely want to thank you so much for being an amazing guest, your time. And I do wish you, Diane, Paul, amazing success. Thank you, Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.